passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. All right. Welcome to Two Live Jew. We haven't done this one in a while. Seth? Yeah, sorry. I had to grab oh, no, my mic. No, you're good. You're good. I Yeah, I think that's okay, though. I think for kind of what this podcast is about, which is, uh, I don't really know, the trials and tribulations of uh, just being a human just two, being. two Jews. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, I think it's good to take a little hiatus because I think it would get repetitive just doing the same thing every week. And I have, I don't know if you've heard, I've heard from a lot of people about how much they like this podcast. I still can't figure out exactly why it is, it is touching them so much, but I think that, uh, I think for something like this, I think less is more so. I think. Do you two- want to do this every other week? Is that what you're saying? No, 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 so no. We really don't have that option, Seth. We have to do it every no, week. No, no, we're going to do we it. we got to keep it fresh. I'm just saying that the two-week the two hiatus that we have, I, I think, is good for everybody involved. Okay. All right. I like your uh, your silver lining to, to most things. I like that a lot, and I'm glad that people like the show a lot. And I think we got some great feedback with, with Flap and Gaps. God bless Tara. Oh, yeah. Both parts are up now if you guys have missed it. Yes, yes. Part one and part two. And much like this show where sometimes I'm surprised that people just love us talking about our problems so much. Same with with Tara and I. We just pretty much catch up, but the people can't get enough. And I really feel like that has nothing to do with me and everything to do with her, which is fine. Which is fine. That's fine with me. So um, no, don't don't. T- I I listen to it, and I mean, you guys just. I mean, Tara's great. I mean, you know what you're doing as far as you can have a you can have a personal conversation or a professional conversation on the radio. Yeah, you go either way. So and the fact that Tara obviously you know knows how to talk, knows the business. Yeah, so. she makes it easy for me. Yeah, you know? no, you got, I mean, it's you, not like pulling teeth when I ask her a question. It's not a one word or one <sighs> sentence answer. So I I certainly appreciate that. I don't know if you know though that after you guys recorded, after I uh, edited up and put up the first part of the podcast that you did with her and I listened to the last few minutes yeah which were apparently I said I called her husband small yeah and I said I, w- I was sending her text messages in the parking lot oh I know lot, I know everything like three pages long yeah yeah did you did, were you sincerely apologetic for for the things that you you called Tarek that he didn't quite like yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah. I was I I just said I don't I, I don't know what I actually apologize. what did she say because I, I kind of got a little bit of feedback from her but I'm not quite sure exactly what she said what was she, is she mad was she mad no dude she was fine she knew it was gonna freak you out she knows how to work come on it's about okay sister. all right, all right. It's about so, you're, you're 
fine. But it was just, she's like, do you think that would freak him out? I'm like, probably. Why don't you try? She's like, all right. All right so, yeah, hold on. Yeah. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. Mm-hmm. Let me just pull up my uh, Tara here. Okay. A little hard around it. Okay. I said, hey, I'm sorry for what I said about King Tut. I was just joking around. I didn't mean any disrespect at all. I didn't mean to call him small. I just don't remember what I said, but I had no ill will at all. She goes, "Don't apologize. It's hilarious. I think we can. Uh, I think we can make some great content out of it. I. Uh, I don't think, uh, dude. I get it. You know who my brother is. And I go, I was just running off what you were saying when you said you'd buy me a baseball card store, which is what she's told me. Right. Which got me all very hot and bothered. You know, that's was like the hottest thing anybody could say to me. Apparently, yeah. So I said, I don't want there to be any issues because I try not to take anybody down or make anybody feel bad. I, I'm not in this for real or fake heat. I just wanted to make sure." Uh, that I apologized if I was being disrespectful anyway. So I think what, what I would have written, it would have freaked you out probably more is like, don't apologize to me. Apologize, oh, apologize to my to, husband. To him. Yeah, yeah. It's like you didn't call me small or big or whatever. You, well, didn't, you I, didn't say anything to me. I don't. I and again, I I'm not going to forgive someone on their behalf. Go tell them you're. You know, are you? Sorry. Ma- I feel like you're more angry than anybody else no, about this. Now. I just thought that that would have freaked you out even more. No, I would have said talked to. T- I like Tarek. Like I don't. Again, I'm not trying to offend anybody. If no, I, would- I know, but apologizing is always awkward. Don't. I no, mean, admit it. I'm, like I'm apologizing, to f- someone and say, "Hey, please. I'm really sorry." Not in my whole life. I mean, I, I'm fine. I understand it, but it's never a post you want to make. And then, then on the on the receiving end, you always feel kind of guilty that you made them feel bad for needing to apologize to you and it's just this kind of circle jerk of like ah this is terrible well it was a very flippant thing that i said i don't know how i don't know how i referenced them as small i know it had to be something when i saw him i at think the- you just called him fucking small you're like this small dude because you wanted in on tara's new house that she got yeah and you said that he's home all day and he doesn't do jack shit and why would she want this little small guy okay well you're really okay well thank yeah. you for the refresher yeah, it's been no a couple problem. weeks since i heard that part I got you. but yeah that was uh i was definitely you know trying to work my way in through, uh, you know, and I tra- get it. I mean, it seems like a pretty, pretty sweet deal. <laughs> it sure fucking does, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, it really is. So, yeah. well, I, no, I, I love them and I love Tark, and he, you know, he's one of the few people that you know I would, I would share a vape pen with. So, he's a very sweet man. Yes. I'm actually gonna, I'm going to their house pretty soon what? to see it for the first time. Yeah, I'm getting in on this deal too, motherfucker. What are you Don't get what are, twisted? What are you going on their boat or something? I no, mean, what are, no. Um, actually, me. This is some. I don't. I don't even know if I'm supposed to be talking about this because it's kind of like a. You know, well, I'm just interested. Kind of secret. We don't we because when you, you start opening the floodgate, no, not necessarily that. But when you start opening the floodgates of stuff that you're about to do, then oftentimes a lot of people want in on it. You know what I mean? Well, you mean okay? Now who would want? Like you think I would want in on this? No, okay. no, God, no. You mean other like people like the Bubba Army? Yeah, Bubba okay. Army might want in on it, and that's <laughs> well, not to Tara's say Tara's not having the Bubba Army at her house. Well, so. here's the thing: is like maybe I've scheduled a little bit of a, a get together with some people, and then other people are going to f- find out about it, and they're going to want in on it. But it's like it's just kind of like a deal between a, you know a, a few of the lady friends that are getting together. So okay, so it's not just you and her. I get to no. Pro- okay, there's. There's a third member involved as well. I kind of actually, what happened was, is I, I'll just tell you what's going on. It's just fine. fuck you. Let's put the tell fuck. you what's going on. This so, is what we're all about here, Anna. We've bared our soul, uh, you know, on here enough to where we just just name names right. about the fucking party. All right, I'll just tell you what's going on because I don't really like to say it before stuff happens because I don't want to be ambushed by people at all. I just want to be like, <sighs> this is what I did yesterday or last week or whatever. But Jennifer and I, Dan's uh, house manager of his medical office. 
Was oh, that the one that handles all the prescriptions for yes, us? Yes, yes. You probably have her phone number. <laughs> yeah. Everyone fucking does. Poor uh, lady. Yeah, so Jennifer and I are actually quite good friends. We see each other periodically, and sometimes we get, you know, we throw down a few drinks together. We okay. have some fun. We dance. We, you know. It's good you have a friend. We have, oh, I have I have many friends. Many friends. I, I don't see them all too often, but I haven't seen Jennifer really hung out with her in a while. And... Tara and I were talking about getting together, and I was like, wait a second. You like Jennifer, right? And she's like, yeah, I fucking love Jennifer. I wish I could get to know her better. And then it clicked, and I went, guess what? Her and I are doing brunch in in the near future. Would you like to join us? And Tara, like, obviously bit the bit. She was like, fuck yeah, I do. So we've kind of organized a lady trio um, brunch that's going to be happening. I'll just say within the next four to six weeks. Okay, so maybe it's, less. So you're not all. I thought you were all going to party at her house. Well, we're obviously going to see her house. We may go to a place around her area. That's all I'm going to say. Okay, now does she? You okay? Yeah. Now, does she want you to see her house? Like, yes. I'm proud of my house. Or? She wants me to sleep at her house. She, she was like, bring, bring the PJs, bring your shit, so that we can get kind of fucked up, and then we can just, I can pass out at her house. I don't have to worry about driving my drunk ass home. Can I just say this is the kind of stuff, and maybe this is just me because I have a kid and all yeah, this other yeah, shit yeah. I have to deal with, but I just wish this was 20 years ago. To where you, like, we all knew this cool, really fucking rich girl that was just like, just come over to my fucking house and let's hang out and let's smoke weed and, you know, drink and all this other shit, you know? And it was like, you oh, that was all you had to worry about and you weren't necessarily trying to fuck her and there was no husband in the picture. You know, like, that's what I, I wish that that could happen now, but we it can happen. I'm an adult and I have a family and I live far away from that area. I can't just go prance about her mansion as much as I want to. I mean, you're basically describing the experience of a moderately to very attractive young girl. That is, and not, I'm saying that I'm putting Wait. myself in that category, but let, let me finish. <laughs> okay. So like as a young woman, let's say after I got out of college, because that's when you start meeting people that aren't college students. If guys meet you at clubs or whatever, or they have friends and you're just moderately good looking, you kind of make them look good. They invite you either to uh, not necessarily their house, but maybe they have a yacht or a boat or <laughs> even just like a table at a club, which really is signifies high status, you know, to the to the other people. Sure. So there was a time probably between the ages of maybe 23 to 25, I would say, because before then I was at college and then I was, you know, parading around in Southeast Asia and doing shit like that. But when I got back home after all that traveling, I still was like relatively young and I still had like a college kids mentality and I wanted to go out all the fucking time. I just wanted to go and drink and do drugs and just fucking party. Like I just had this insatiable like quest and desire to just get fucked up and dance. And you said you were 26? I would say it was before I went to Michigan. I think that's totally Probably like 22 to 25. Oh, that's that's still in the realm of wanting to do all that shit, I think. Oh, absolutely. But I'm saying in in that, those few years that I experienced, I was, when I was going out, I was meeting a lot of, I don't want to say like just myself, but like me and my friends or circles I was kind of involved in. 
drug dealers, whatever. <laughs> they were like usually men in their early to mid 30s. Wow. They had money and not necessarily that they, you know, if I would have been like, hey, let's fuck, they probably wouldn't have said no. But I'm just saying that they were more than happy to be like, yeah, come to the table. Yeah, come on the boat. Yeah, come to my fucking mansion. I'm throwing a party. And that sort of shit would just happen. And I was like, you know, average looking, but I can only imagine that if I was like a super hot chick and I lived in a place like Miami or L.A., you just get free shit oh. all the fucking time. Let's not talk about what hot women. Let's not talk about what hot women get all the time. So okay? that, so your experience just... of like, man, wouldn't it be cool if you could get this, that, and the other when we were in our early twenties? Well, that's the experience of like most hot young women well, who live in the West. Well, you they're know, just giving shit. Here's where my experience. Here's where my here's kind of where and here's my where my experience and my story comes from okay. when you talk about like being younger and having rich rich friends like so you know we know the DeBartolos you know from working at Cox like we know uh we know uh Lisa DeBartolo and Don Miggs right I mean I didn't really know them too personally but yes I but have been to their house they, they had a sh- yeah you've been to their house uh no I've been uh, sorry I went I was at Ben Swig's house okay so yeah, sorry be, wait big house okay big so house they have the, the DeBartolo- went to JoJo actually your wife is there I went to JoJo's uh, baby shower oh yeah oh, yes <laughs> there's a picture of us all together <laughs> yeah Swig uh yeah. Swig I was at Swig's house twice Swig great house okay great house so I went to uh one night we were having uh we were having an apple a day party at Eddie V's and all this stuff happened and I'm not part of like the cool club at all I was just part of you know I did the radio thing and all that then all of a sudden the lightning are having a playoff game that night and Miggs and Lisa DeBartolo are like hey you know come on over we'll have a party you know come on over to our house meanwhile the house that they had what used to be the uh the owner of fucking Outback like that was his house they had like the, the whole it was a fucking mansion okay Where, was it in Tampa yeah yeah Prop- was it okay. right in like right like in South I, Tampa I got you I got fucking you. mansion yeah. with like guards and you know all kinds of stuff fuck yeah and, we, and there was a few people there like I know Drew got invited you know, my wife was there. They were cool. They had they brought in a bartender. Mm-hmm. They brought in a bartender. Okay, they had they brought in they catered Eddie V's and PDQ, and it was just like it was it was unbelievable. Extravagant. I felt rich for one evening, and then when I went out to Los Angeles because there was a band that I wanted to see the matches, yeah. they told me to come stay with them at their at their home in in LA, which I'm I think Oof. I don't know Beverly Hills or up in the hills or something. Yeah, yeah. So I went there. I'm staying in a fucking guest room that uh, Fleetwood Mac or the guy from Fleetwood Mac stays in all the time because that's who Migs is friends with and they have a personal chef and he's asking what I want for dinner and then Migs and Lisa DeBardo, they leave. They leave to go to Seattle for the fucking weekend. And just leave you there alone? What's that? Yeah. You're just there alone with the chef? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> the, chef had, yeah. the chef had the weekend off. The oh. chef had the weekend off, but like they had their own guest house and then you go out and there's this pool and it's a fucking overlooks everything. And you know, those were the experiences that I had where I felt rich for, you know, a couple of days. And I just want to relive that because I think it's cool to feel rich every now and again. Yeah, I was actually house sitting for a rich friend and she's not nearly as rich as the DeBartolos, don't get me wrong. We're we're talking uh, you know, millionaires, not billionaires here. By the way, the house that I stayed at in Los Angeles of theirs was was Rick James' house. They got it from the Rick James, so there it's you go. It's pretty impressive. Yes. Yeah. Um, I have a friend who lives actually in South Tampa as well, and she periodically goes on vacation with her husband because what else do rich people do? <laughs> and she has this cat, and we're so grateful for this fucking cat because she wants us to house and cat sit. So, I mean, I the first time I was there was a week. Then the next time, a few months later, was a three-week stint. And then a few weeks later, it was like a two-week stint. And, I mean, we get access to, I'll just say it's a 
condo, all right? It's maybe on the, you know, 19th floor of a very esteemed complex in South Tampa. That's all I'll say if we're looking the water and maybe uh-huh. the hospital. I don't know. I don't know. But um, it's, it is a great time and nothing is ever is, is more disappointing than when you go back home to your own place. <laughs> you know, you're used to like the, the really uh, high tech shower and she's got like 40 bathrooms and there's like a chandelier right above the toilet and you just feel like you said you feel ritzy and rich and then you go home and then like you realize you remember oh yeah we got a pipe leak and the top <laughs> all fucking chipped or whatnot. So, but it is nice to feel well, rich. But I do like the fact that I'm not. Well, if that makes sense. I, you know, for some reason, when I was growing up and I was, I was 18 and 19, and I was going to college and I was fucking really, really angry. I just I hated rich people because I saw I you know I grew up in like Carrollwood and I saw you know but you didn't grow up poor. I didn't grow up poor, but the, like you know class. Yeah, right. but you know, middle class mean, doesn't mean that you get a car when you're 16. You know, and middle class doesn't mean that you get handed over all these things that you see other people, you know, going to your school get. And I ended up like just being very resentful that you know I had to like work for my shit and I just just didn't get handed anything. Mm. You know, so I had that chip on my shoulder for whatever reason. But as I got older and less stupid and had real life experience. Rich people are fucking cool as hell because a lot of them know that they're rich and they know that you're not and they want to bring you into that world and have you enjoy it as much as possible. Mm. Um, so that's I don't that. know if I agree with that statement. I think you're just lucky that you meet rich, cool people who happen to be rich and they're cool and so they kind of bring you in. Here's the thing. Most people, I feel like most young people do have that experience where they they like hate the rich unless they, they themselves are rich. Yes. I never, I never felt that way because I was always just, I understood from a young age that everybody's kind of got their own lot in life and that life isn't fair. I think that was one of the first lessons my, my parents told me, and especially having like a sibling where, you know, To the point where me and my sister, maybe you had a similar experience with your brothers, but, you know, God forbid when you're, when I was like eight, my sister was four, if my parents split a cookie in half and her half was slightly larger than mine, you're like, that's not fair. That's not, you know, you're the first to call out hers, her piece was bigger. And your parents just tell you, listen, bitch, at least this is how I was raised. Life isn't fair. Get used to it. You know, sometimes you'll get the bigger piece. Sometimes she will. It all kind of shakes out at the end, but like you, you can't control every aspect. Everything isn't going to be a hundred percent fair all the time, and so I just kind of understood, like, okay, like they're rich and they have money, and yeah, maybe their parents were rich and they get to live in a mansion their whole life. Okay, so what? Like, there's people that were way poorer than me that had fucking nothing. I was really glad I wasn't them. Yeah. So I kind of just like understood that, you know, that's the name of the game. That's just life. I'm not trying to get too deep at all, but I, I, I am a firm believer that, and this is one thing that I told my daughter, and I, I probably told her way too young because I think she was only two when I wanted to drive this home but I go (laughs) I hate when people say stuff's not fair it's adults say it like anybody says that's not fair but that's just an objective fact no but here's the thing fairness doesn't exist there's no such thing as there's no such thing as fair Huh. You're saying it's like a made-up concept. That's what, yes. So that's what I told my, like, when my daughter's like, that's not fair because I pick her and her friend up from the fucking carpool. And, you know, like you said, you give them a cookie or give them lollipops and one's a different color and they start bitching and crying and then you got to pull over and, you know, fucking slap them around and, you know, do all that shit. I don't do yeah. that at all. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I should really just edit that out. I, lo- <laughs> I, lo- I love kids. I don't do that at all. I give them all the sorts of candy and stuff like that. I just hope I've heard, I've, when Phoebe and I had all of our losses, you know, we had four second trimester losses, you know, trying to get pregnant. Yeah, that's rough. And 
that was fucking horrible because they're giving birth to, you know, a 22-week-year-old, you know, stillborn and all that shit. Um, that's and I and I always just said in those scenarios, I go, man, there's people that have it way worse than us. Like whatever, whatever it is, I was like, there's people that have it way worse than us. And that's when I just dropped the fair thing for my vocabulary. Yeah. At all. So that's what I try to t- like. Well, my, my like so when my daughter brings it up, I just like there's no such thing as that. Now there probably is and all this other shit, but for for her, I don't want her to think that th- things aren't fair or they aren't fair. If you just get rid of it entirely, you know, who knows? Who knows what the world's gonna look like? Yeah, that's- I think she just means that like there's better options and I'm not getting the better options that my friends are like my, my, my girlfriend got the Stanley for Christmas and you got me a Walmart knockoff Willie for mine. That's not fair. Right. You know, that's kind of like at least the, the, how we all conceptualize fairness is that somebody else got more, but like you're, you're, you're really, I think you drive home an important point is that a lot of people get far less and we're, we, we don't really care to our, compare ourselves to those people. Right. We just compare to the, the, ourselves to the people where, you know, where we in the direction we want to go. We want more money. We want more status. We want more authority at work, whatever the case may be. I think we're, we're pro. I think we're programmed to feel all of those things. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's the root of like all anger is when you feel like you got a, a bad deal. In life? Yeah. So it's like it's a, a human psychological mechanism to be um, vigilant and alert to quote unquote fairness. And if someone else is getting a better shakedown, than, not shakedown, but a better deal than you, if, if you, you know, if someone says that they're going to go have on something and then they take all your money, whatever, on a deal, I, 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 that comes to mind. I don't know if you've. Sometimes I hear uh, Ian Beckles talking about how, uh, what was it? That... What, th- th- I had a deal with Ian Beckles? No, 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 no. Oh, no. okay, thank God. It was like KushCon. I'm thinking of you because KushCon. Oh, the weed convention? Yeah, and he like gave them this idea for it, put it all together, and then they, they oh, it was Creative Loafing. He had a, a bone to pick with Creative Loafing. Oh, yes, I know. He showed up at yeah. the, uh, he showed up. He got, the... he got nothing. He didn't, they never, he they, showed up, so they, Creative Loafing, which is, you know, the local fucking, I don't even yeah. know how to describe it, the community fucking thing that the hipsters read. Right. Um, they, uh, I guess they it's owed, like Best in Tampa. Yeah, be, the best. The sub, superlatives. The best sub shop you can go to yeah, on a Tuesday. Yeah, the best ice cream, yeah. When it's raining. Everyone gets one. I guess they owed Ian Beckles, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer and, you know, radio personality in town. He, I guess he I said they owed him some grand. money. Yeah. And then he, sh- he showed up to the event that they had. That was <laughs> their, his idea. Their biggest event, and I guess, I wasn't. There. Were you there? No, but I, I just heard about he, it. And he what? He demanded he demanded a check. Well, and they, he was just like he didn't get paid after the event. He was waiting, 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 and then they they pretty much stiffed him. So he has like a bone to pick, which makes sense. But you know, go on to say anytime that you're angry about something, if you can kind of think about it, you're you're just you feel like you've been treated unfairly. You know, you thought you should have been paid more. Your spouse betrayed you. You know, you, you thought you deserve better treatment than that. Or the case, maybe you thought you you know your your wife bitched at you for something, but she didn't acknowledge all the other shit that you did, and you're like, that's not fair. You didn't look at all this shit. A- anytime you're angry about something, it's be it's got to do with fairness. Oh. Damn it. You know. No. So I feel like we're fairness is just baked into the hardware, unfortunately. <sighs> I, 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 I ho- I'm not as smart as you, so I'm not going to challenge you, but I am going to do some quick Googles when I get home and see if uh, fairness is the root of, uh, of anger. I would like to see if I, I would like. I don't I, know if they'll use that word, but in terms of um, like not getting. Yeah, I, I would say fairness. Yeah. I'll, I would say I would say it's probably around fairness. But I feel like at least uh, out of all the uh, horrible mistakes that I'm making as a parent, allowing my children, to, you know, my child to cuss. Yeah. I feel like teaching her about being fair doesn't exist is is something that's going to be OK now for the next few years. 
You know, if she wants to figure out things are are fair or not fair when she's 15 or 16, that's cool. But, you know, going through school every day and then some kid gets a fucking marker that you don't want and all that. Like, I just don't, I don't want any of that shit saying that's not fair. I think it's a, I think it's a good message, though. I, I think she'll understand the message when you get older. Essentially just saying that it, it doesn't exist. You get what you get and you don't throw a fit kind of thing. Yes. The thank you, know? you. And it's not just, and who, who is this, um you know, administer of fairness, you know, that it's coming down from the heavens that's saying you get this and you are owed this. It's like no one is owed anything. It's just it's it's really more about luck than it is about you know uh, things being fair. It's just like you're you're just fucking lucky. You were it, born in that family. It, it's not that it was unfair or more fair or fair at all. It was just that you were really lucky that you were born a fucking Debartolo. You know what I mean? Yeah, man, that is so cool. Yeah, it just, was that house was fucking impressive. But boy. I'm wondering if he it's- had a bedroom for his jerseys. Oh yeah, no, he, he did. I'm okay. All right, I totally, I totally forgot what I was going to say about. I'm sorry. Uh, no, no, no. You're good. You're good. I forgot what I was going to say about all that stuff. But that's very interesting. I'm glad that we could have a good conversation about uh, being fair and unfair. Yeah, this. I did have a question for you though, because it, I was thinking. You know, I have, I have some girlfriends I hang out with time to time. Some are rich, some are not, and I'm, I'm trying to hang out with Tara Moore, even though I do feel bad because. Her time is just stretched so thin between her work and she works like 40 hours a day and, you know, taking care of her mom and just day to day shit that she has to do. Being a wife and all that. Yeah. Being a wife. I didn't. I forgot about that part. I forgot forgot she has duty to another person. Um, That's not her mom. But, uh, you know, I, I like hanging out with friends. I think it's important. And I got a lot of girlfriends and friends in general. But do do you have any like dudes like bros that you hang out with because i was thinking about that i'm like do you even like i don't want to say like do you have friends but do you have friends (laughs) or does that stress you out because friends are usually other people that require you to leave your home and you're like fuck that (laughs) but do you have like bro like a guy like a friend you hang out with you're like oh me and uh me and Jake are going to meet for a beer. I, I can't even imagine you doing that. No. Um. All right. Let's see how can or I... Or a smoke, whatever. Let's see. Let's see how I can explain this. Because your wife has friends. I know that. Oh, yeah. Your wife's got friends. Yeah, yeah. Um. My my friends, my closest friends are women, girls. So hmm. uh, the last time I went out and hung out with a friend, it was my friend Monica. No, not the Monica that works at the Bone. You know, <laughs> somebody that I've been friends with since I was nineteen. You I know? was going to end the show right now. I was going to Dana White this right now. Yeah. And be like, fuck you. If you're no, <laughs> like the and then probably before that, you know, the last person I went out with was Danielle, who you know I've known. You know, we worked together since I was you know. 20 years old so you knew her before you knew your wife yes yeah she interned she interned for our show and yeah then phoebe started interning a little while after danielle did Mm. i believe or maybe phoebe was interning first not for us though she had she was in her uh uh, god what is uh, interning for somebody else interviewing for shark who did what's your relationship with your friends that are girls spouses because i know danielle's married to a man yeah i don't i mean we're cool do you you like yeah what's that like I mean, we're everything's everything's cool. He's a cool guy. We okay. just we, I don't I don't see him a whole lot. Like yeah, why don't I, I, things where you, a bunch of people are hanging out together? I try to avoid. Uh, I'll be honest with you, uh, Anna. This is you know this my my best friend that I had since high school. He died when I was twenty three. My other best friend Nick Sharp that I had died a couple of years ago at forty because for what? of for, well, it was a heart uh, heart arrhythmia or something like that. He had he, one of those things. Holy shit! So he 
so he died suddenly. So, like, that would be my guy where I was, like, he used to be in a band. So we would go to bars, but, like, I'd go to different places, would hang out. He had a boat. Like, we would go and, like, we wouldn't be dudes, but, like, he was, he'd be the guy, like, one day I went to his house and he showed me, you know, like, a porno tape of him and his girlfriend, you know. Oh, nice. Like, so that that's, like, the closest thing that I had to a bro, you know, and then he passed away. So um, I'll say probably my brothers, you know, my closest friends. I don't necessarily okay. hang out with them, but I talk about sports all the time with them, and then... You know, if there's something like big going on in my life, there's big news or anything like that, you know, it's passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof rack, exhaust kits, LED lights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with the eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices that you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms. And producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts. That's amazon.com slash ad-free news podcasts to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. It's going to be, you know, uh, Danielle and Monica are the ones that I'm going to reach out to. I, I don't have a guy. Interesting. Right now, I mean, outside of hanging out, if I needed to talk or I needed to need help with something, I'd probably reach out to Bubba um, oh. or, or John Senning, I think. Okay. Okay. John Setting, I would say, like, used to be my my big, like, my big time bro. Okay. You know, I saw him every day. Like, we were cool. We would hang out, you know. Would you hang high. out outside of work? Because it doesn't really count if you just work with people and then yeah. you don't hang out. Yeah, I think we, we would hang out. Like, okay. I think I would, you know, but hanging out could be like, I'm going over to your house to drop off some weed and then we're going to, you know, smoke for 20 minutes and then I'm going to get the hell out of here. That's, like, fine. that's fine. Yeah, like, and that, that's kind of, I think that's kind of what it is. So, you know, I, that used to happen with John. I don't see John as much, you know, anymore. Sure. But I, I think to answer your overall question i do have friends probably people that would like to hang out with me a lot more than i'd like to hang out with but my my go-to people are women they aren't hmm. bros and is that just by happenstance or is that by design you think that you just well um, i just told grabbed... you that two of my male friends died. i know i know i know i know. I, I'm, not, I'm really not trying to like bring that up again but you said the last one died when you were 23 and you're like fucking 50 so yeah, well, then the last one happened, you know, two years ago. So I'm just oh, saying, yeah, like, the two years ago. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. so I'm just saying, like, there's 
been there's been best friends in my life that are that have been dudes that have been my bros you know yeah my buddy that you know died at 23 would shave my fucking back for me you know wow. when i was you know 18 and 19 and yeah when i started seeing girls and i thought that they would be disgusted and revolted by any body hair and were they um you know i don't know he the, the he, mother, shaved him he, sha- he shaved me like he was my like and that's something that phoebe does for me now like that's my fucking dude it's your bro like that takes a special guy to shave another guy's back and i'm not saying that's why he's my best friend but you know like I, it's hard on a, and you mentioned that I'm 50 you know as I'm 42 <laughs> you're not just meeting people you know I get more, that you want to hang out you're, with you're married you have a child it's not like you're you have a, a new influx of people in your life all the time. Right. Like, there's nothing I really, you know, if somebody wants to watch a game, normally, like, Phoebe has, you know, like, the mom friends and all that, and they'll go over to, you know, one of their houses and have a big backyard, and they'll have a game on and watch TV and all that. And yeah. my Phoebe says the dads are always asking about me, you know, and I, and I just never go just because I just want to, I just would rather be home, you I know? just feel like you're, and I don't think you'll take this as an insult, but- you know, I would say I'm more of like a like a dog. Like I, I feel like Lummy's a like a more of a dog. Maybe Bubba's kind of more of a a dog. You just seem more like a cat. You know what I mean? No. You just kind of want to be left the fuck alone. And 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 listen, I I feel like do you do you feel like you need? I feel like you don't have a high threshold of social interaction that you need. Like you you, you do <laughs> no, the, you do I you do radio. For a lifetime. But here's the thing though, and I would get really confused about this. Um, with some of my jujitsu friends because I come to work, you know, between four to six hours a day where I just talk with other people. And then I go to jujitsu where I roll, but talk with other people. And when the weekend comes, I'm fucking exhausted. I don't want to see anybody. Like, I just want to be by myself. Yeah. But if I worked remotely alone, didn't talk to anybody really except through Zoom calls. That's a good point. And, you know, maybe just ran and didn't go to the gym or didn't have jujitsu or anything. I'd probably want to be seeing people on the weekends too. I'll tell you what, Anna, when I was whatever the fuck, uh, however many jobs I've been doing over the past two years, whether I was yeah. doing like marketing or whether I was doing who knows the mental health shit. Yeah. But when, when I wasn't talking and I wasn't on the radio, I would. I was the smallest talking motherfucker that you would ever meet, and I hate small talk. But man, if I was getting coffee or yeah, I was anywhere, you wanted to ch- y- yuck I, it up. I fucking mixed it up, thirsted for it, and I would give them good, not just weather talk. On, I mean, yeah. I would give them something deep, good. What you know, we would really get into it. Yeah. Like I would really try to elevate the small talk, and I go, wow. I go, I enjoy talking to people in very, very fucking short spurts. You know, so that's yeah. that's what I realized there. But but you're right. Yeah, I think. I mean, not just this. I just don't. I like to just be alone. I don't know what to tell you. I get it. I, I'm 42. I'm not changing. I, I get you. I consider myself to be, uh, and this isn't part of the LGBTQ salad or anything like that, but <laughs> I consider myself to be like an ambivert, like in the middle. I'm extreme on both ends, but I, I it levels out to just net zero where I love Barb. Like Barb weekend is fucking awesome. I love talking to people and fucking giving everybody a hug and getting COVID and just thanking all the people <laughs> that, you know, let us allow us to do what we love to do every day. It's it's fantastic. But then the weeks after Barb, like, don't talk to me. I'm not hanging out with anybody. I don't want to do brunch. I don't want to do shit. I just want to be. I just want to be left alone. I need to like recharge. Yeah. I I can't always be a crazy extrovert. 
Can I just so. can I just say and I and I totally get that and, yeah. I, and I I don't want well I don't really give a fuck but sure. I don't want anybody to think that I'm just locked in my room all day you know when when I leave here like last Thursday night Anna there was a dance at my daughter's school like a Valentine's dance so yeah. I took I wasn't a daddy daughter dance but I took her it was fucking absolute mayhem the kids are going crazy and they uh, do dances at like six yeah it's not like a like they no, no, like ask a, each other. No, no, oh, it's hey. just the DJ's playing. Hey, now you're an all star. I got you, and they're bopping around. Yeah, and- kids are going crazy. Uh, meanwhile, God, when it started getting around eight thirty, these fucking kids are lean, literally pinballing off of me. I go, we are getting the fuck out of here. But yeah. you know, one of my friend's daughters, when they were playing, you know, they were hanging out together the whole night, and I was talking to her dad, you know, making small talk, all this sure. other stuff. So I mean, I am. I it's not like I capable, go, right? It's not like I go out and I'm just like, you know, I go in a corner. And I'm like, leave me alone. Like I can do it when it needs to. Be be done i just don't particularly enjoy it yeah but especially when you when you've met your threshold at work like you come to work every day and you're talking to people either you know the show or just with bubba or whomever with brian and the fucking cards or whatever yeah and you're just you're like all right i'm good my cup is filled for the day i don't need to go out and like meet up with the boys yeah and this isn't one of those things where it's like no i really love being at home with my wife and daughter and i spend all my time with them it's not even that like if you just like being the fuck alone i get it i just it's it's nice. I don't know if I was born that way, Anna, or if because, you know, just from doing morning radio my, since I was 19 years old mm-hmm. and always being on a different schedule from every single one of my friends, you know, like I just, I would go, I'd have to go to bed at, you know, seven or eight o'clock and I was just always, I never went out. So I just never, I never really had. Oh, you never did. You no, know, no. Oh, okay. Not at all. Yeah. Because I've seen a drastic change in like pre-COVID to post-COVID. Now, that's not just just to say because of COVID, but that was certainly a, a factor. But like age, relationship, the more, I think it's the morning. Working in the morning fucks you up because whether or not, dude, whether or not, and, and on the weekends, I sleep in like a fucking teenager. Sometimes I sleep till 1130 or oh, noon. I'm I, not, I'm not proud of it. I can't. I can. I can without drugs oftentimes. No, that's, a, that's awesome. But, I, but here's the fucked up part yeah. is even if I wake up at noon, I still get sleepy at 830. It's just my, my circadian rhythm is like time to tone it down. Mm. So I can't stay up past fucking midnight and that used to be my bread and butter on the weekends. It's like <laughs> fucking party all night. Eh, be crazy. Go to fucking Taco Bell. Get home at 3 a.m. Eat the Taco Bell. Fucking go to sleep. Even just like four years ago, I was doing shit like that. And now to me, that seems disgusting. Well, that was, you know, that's that's an era that I was in, you know, when I was in my early 20s. And despite, you know, being in your, you know, 30s, it's okay. But I think you're you're exiting that era. And, and that's okay. You know, you know, you don't see many 70-year-olds that are staying up all night partying, going to fucking Taco Bell. Let me, t- let me tell you why this upsets me. Tell me. It's not because I want to do it anymore. I don't want to do it anymore. It, cause, have you ever had the um, the experience where y- you miss something that you don't want to relive? Do you know that? Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, you think about college. I'm just using my yeah. own example. I think about college and I'm like, that was fucking amazing. I miss it, but I don't want to relive it. Uh, yeah. You know oh, what I mean? I get that. Yes. My whole childhood. Okay. Okay. (laughs) That's kind of how I feel about going out because it brought me, and this sounds really fucking stupid because it's just like, what's so crazy about just going out, getting fucked up and da da da. But I just had so much fun. It was one of those things that brought me so much joy, like fucking cards or sports for you, whatever. Yeah. If all of a sudden it just, that spark, that passion for whatever hobby activity just faded away, you're just like, 
fuck, is there anything else that's going to really get me going like that? Because I would look forward to it so You mean like in much. your life? In your lifetime from here? Is there anything that's going to be able to get you going like that feeling? Yeah, because here's the thing. Like, even the, the things I feel now are more fulfilling, which is good, but it's less of that crazy dopamine spike. I think it's- Does that I, make sense? I, like, my passions now are far more healthy. Like, oh, I work out, I feel really good. Or, oh, I, I went to fucking, well, yoga was a nightmare, but, you know, jujitsu, whatever the case may be. I met with a friend, it was awesome, and after I left meeting with the friend, like, I'm like, wow, that felt really wholesome and good in my soul. But that fucking crazy, like, those coke-filled nights where I'm just like, ah! Like, that sort of, like, insane- dopamine spike i feel like i can't get that shit no more i don't i don't everything has fentanyl in it i'm scared to do coke nice to be my thing i don't know if it's the dopamine that you miss now i'm starting to think it's the cocaine but (laughs) which it gives you a dopamine spike but i'm thinking you i'm thinking it's 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 nostalgia at this point for you when you think back on it you're like wow that might have been the best part of my life is when i was doing all this shit right yeah i just I mean, if you think that, then it's depressing. You're like, how, if that was the best part of my life, what the fuck else is going to happen? It, it was just something that I thought that I was always going to really, really enjoy doing. And I thought, this is what I thought as a 21, 22-year-old. I go, I know I'm not going to go out forever. Because you see your parents, you're like, I can't be fucking 55 doing this shit. Right. But I thought that I would still either want to do it or want to do it periodically like I just thought that the frequency would dip off because that is what mature people do is they just don't go out as much as young people not saying that's the case but this is what I thought in my head that as I get older I'm going to want to do it less but I'm still going to want to do it I don't want to do that shit no more at all at all but it was just it was just so much fun and now what I realize is like the magic is gone which is like kind of fucked up. Are you up. trying to, and you're trying to recapture the magic by hanging out with Tara at doing brunch and all no, that? No, 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 I'm, I'm definitely not trying to recreate that because I just, I just feel like it can't be recreated. It can though. No, but there was this magic about, and I don't know That's why. That's the cocaine on up. The, there's, it wasn't just about the cocaine. The cocaine came a bit later. There's fun to be, <laughs> there's fun to be had when you're drinking those, uh, what, not mimosas. What's this, a Bloody Mary that they put all that crap in there? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. girls have a few of those. You I, get it. Has you, too much salt. I can't. Okay. Well, whatever. Whatever you have that gets you going, okay? You you guys are having fun. Then Tara's like, oh my God, you know, I I have a boat now. Let's go on my boat. You're on the boat. Then, you know, the captain's got, you know, some cocaine. You're able to do that fentanyl free. Like, there (laughs) are, if you, sometimes there are those chances that that you can have those moments, not where you're going out every night or every weekend, but you can have those moments in life still. Here's the difference. I think I just captured it while you were saying that. It's not that I can't do those things, I know that I can, but. In my head, and this is a complete me issue, in my head I go, it's not like appropriate to do that anymore or to do it as much or whatever. Or like there's, I have to be stable for work the next day or, you know, because I'm more responsible. Whereas when I was 22, I didn't give a fuck. And I thought to myself in my head, I was like, this is what you're supposed to be doing. You're supposed to be getting drunk with your friends. Get it out of your system now. You don't want to be that fucking weirdo that's 45 that's still trying you know, think she's 21. That that's not a good look. Get it out of your system now. And Seth, I did. 
I did, but now it's gone forever, and I can't seem to get it back. Well, we'll get you something else in your system, but I think that's <laughs> I think that's good. It's yeah. like you will get there's something else. Maybe it's you're gonna get your high from you know being some sort of world famous DJ. Yeah, that's that's probably not gonna happen. But you know what's the crazy part? Because I'm in this transition right now, not you know from XXXY or anything like that, but is that I still see like i love looking at like local events like i I like looking at i love the berg for example or you know shit to do in tampa because i just like to be on the know i'm like oh there's a flea market or oh there's a fucking concert and it's free like the gasparilla music fest or something Yeah, like just shit like that where i'm like oh that's cool i didn't know there's a community or i didn't know that cascade was coming and here's the thing is i still in my head i still am drawn to the party stuff in, like I'm looking up stuff I'm like oh yeah fuck yeah there's this party and then a few moments later I go you hate that shit now and I went oh, oh that's right but Oof. in my mind I'm like oh I like hard rock pool parties and then I'm like Anna are you going to go to a hard rock pool party and then I'm like no never you went to hard rock pool parties <laughs> no I'm just using that as oh, an example okay, that, seems, that seems fucking horrible just to drive out I used out to go there. to water which is similar okay yeah, are you familiar with water uh, no was... Anna Corny Campbell it's no. WTR no it sounds really really shady it's, now uh, no it's, it's it. Actually not shady at all, and it was actually really cool because do you remember DJ Don Pablo? Yeah, <laughs> I think he still works there, but he would DJ either every Saturday or Sunday, and and there'd be some like cool fucking DJs, and he was one of them, and like he'd get us in and maybe get us some drinks or whatever, and we'd go and just like hang out at the pool and fucking like get drunk and dance and just get high, and it was just like it was so much fun. It was so much fun. Well, I think you know what I still now have- it's over. I- I think I'm a concert guy. Like, I love fucking concerts. I like Taking Back Sunday's coming. Limp Biscuits coming. I know they saw. I'm going to go. Oh, Fred Durst is dead. No, he's still alive. And oh. I've always, I've since I've been very, very young, I've wanted to see them on it. And it's taken this long, this long. Where are I, they performing? They're pro- amphitheater. Oh, really? Yeah, no, they're not, they're not playing at a little shithole oh, or anything. Damn, yeah, okay, cool. When? There's, there's a, uh, Shit, maybe. I think August, maybe. I don't know. Oh. There's a lot. But I still, yeah. I still go to the concerts. Like, I don't feel fucking old. Like, I go, I'll get my way up to the front. Like, I'll do what I need to do. And that's where I feel... Like the same feelings that I felt when I was twenty going to a concert, you know. So I'm not getting all fueled up and you know partying and everything, but it's just being at like Janice or something like that that I've been going to for my whole life. Yeah, like the, I, that's where I think I get fulfilled with like all the nostalgia and all the things that I used to do. You know, when I was very do you young. dance. Oh, uh, you know, if it calls for it, I will. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. And you like going alone to these events, or uh, the, I go to uh, my favorite band AFI. I go to alone because uh, that's like a religion to me. I went to Colorado to see them. I've Did gone you go to, to? Was it Red Rocks? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh yeah, it was fucking Red oh, Rocks, baby. Oh, amazing. Yeah. I would love to go to a concert there. I've been there twice. Just to like run the exercise. steps, <laughs> like all the ass- we do well. all the ass- assholes are there doing yoga and yeah, running up the steps. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah, well, the first time we went, it was to see it, and then we went. It, I was there in sept- last September uh, for a wedding, and yeah, I, I, I couldn't help myself. They were setting up. They were doing like a sound check for some fucking band, and I was, I was like, I got to do the stairs. Uh, I would, I would say that you know, as if you said you need to see a show at Red Rocks, I would tell you that you should definitely see a show at Red Rocks. <sighs> I would love to, and it's just. Uh, the sound is the sound is amazing. I so. can I can only imagine. I mean, there. Uh, I feel like we probably don't have the same taste in music, but no. I feel like whoever you see there, the only thing I wouldn't want to see there, which I find to be very fucking bizarre, that people perform there at Red Rocks, are comedians. 
I'm like that's a horrible venue for stand up. Just the acoustics. Like stand up needs to be in a club, not in a fucking concert venue. Well, I mean, you At know, least that's a my lot, opinion. A lot of these guys will play arenas now and all that. You know, like a Kevin Hart or a Cat Williams. Yeah, or, fuck that. Or, or so that's that other guy that's on TikTok that you know uh, Lisa and the porn star got kicked out of his show. Mm-hmm. Oh, that, my, Matt Rife. Yeah, Matt yeah, Rife. Yeah, 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 or Matt Rife. You know, Dane Cook, everything like that. So uh, I don't know. I think that's cool. I just think the opportunity. It, it, for the comedians, Anna, like even if it's not the most ideal place in the world, I think as a comedian, they would be like, oh, fuck yeah, I'd love well, to play of Red course, Rocks. Of course, it's just that's not how I like my comedy service. I understand. Me. Listen, I just, oh, yeah, I was so club. fucking high that I was like, I had to like, I almost like crawled down. By high, I mean like I'm marijuana. Of course. I had to crawl down the stairs because I was so scared to get to my fucking seat in like the third row because I thought I was going to just fall off the fucking mountain. Do you feel awkward being alone at a concert? Oh, God. Do you no. feel like there's, and especially being high, I don't know if you get paranoid at all. I no. guess it depends on the strain, but do you feel like people's eyes are on you? Like, why is that guy alone? Uh, why is he getting so close to me? Why is he like swaying? No, they, I never felt like that, but, uh, you know, not that I'm getting into any new music, you know, or anything quite like that, but, uh, you know, if I was at a concert with a bunch of 20 year olds, yes, I would feel that way because I'm a little older, but yeah. at these concerts now, fuck no, I feel myself. I'm going to be myself. That's like the one place where I just don't fucking care. And you're right. Like the demographic is probably around people your age. Yeah. Like Limp Biscuit. I mean, I'm not, I'm going to feel, you know, I'm going to probably see a lot of older people there, you know? Sure. So, uh, yeah. That makes sense. And a lot of other weirder people. But yeah, it's, <laughs> a, I'm going to shows where, you know, I'm kind of, yeah, in that demo. And uh, that's, that's, that's the stuff that kind of still gives me that that feeling that I think you used to have when you go out every night. Yeah, I, I do have to uh, to admit that I, I did go to. Do you know who Big Gigantic is? I don't. I can't imagine you would. Uh, I've heard that. Okay. Is that a band? Yeah, it's a it's a group d- duo. Dude? Yeah. Okay. Like one guy's on the drums and the other guy like plays guitar, but they it's like an EDM group mostly. I like the White Stripes, but EDM. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And the, no, I'm sorry. One of the guys is on the saxophone. Oh. Yeah. So <laughs> they, got like a sax, the... they got a saxophone player and they got a, a percussionist, but then they also have like EDM beats. Okay. Okay. So I really wanted to see them. I think I'd seen them before. I don't know. Are they better than the chain smokers? Uh, I I think so. Okay, but uh, you know it depends who you ask. I just wanted to say Chainsmokers. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> I I went to this this concert and I had a friend in town and I wanted to show it was a friend and his like girlfriend and I wanted to show him a good time and and to show them that I can still like hang. So I bought a bunch of drugs, which is. <laughs> <laughs> This is kind of like a thank you for making the trip to see me sort of thing, you know. Now, I I bought it was I'll just say it was it whatever. was cocaine. It was not cocaine. It was I'm way too freaked out to do cocaine. But um it was it was something else. Shrooms? No, it wasn't fucking shrooms. It was maybe it was maybe it was a, a girl's name. Yeah. Well, okay, all anyway, right. you that, understand. Yes. Um and so I have this fucking bag of shit and I'm like Fuck, I think I'm too scared to take it. Like, what if this, I'm like, is this worth it? Think about your life right now. Who's in your life? Your mom, your dad, your boyfriend, your friends. And you decide that you want to have like an elevated experience at this concert. And then you take your last fucking breath because no one has Narcan. You know, so that <laughs> those were the sort of things that were going through my head. So I'm, I'm like, I got this bag of shit. Did you get it from somebody you trust? 
that doesn't even matter, dude. It doesn't? It, no, because listen, I got it from someone I trust, but she got it from somebody else, and then he got it from somebody oh, else, okay. and they got it. So for you and the lab, there's maybe like 12 degrees of separation. Oh, no, that's not good. You know what I mean? It's not It's not With marijuana, like, you've really only got one or two, so I didn't know how the Especially you got it like, you know, uh, legal. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you got it the right way, so you know it's fine. But for me, I'm like, yeah, I got it from someone I trust, but- Again, like that bitch didn't make it. She's not the chef. So I don't know what the fuck this shit is. So I'm looking at this fucking bag and uh, my dude friend and his girlfriend are there and he and he's sees me. He, he can he can read me pretty well because I'm friends with him. Much like, you know, you're friends with Danielle. I'm more friends with him. And I'm looking at him, and he knows me. So he goes, you're you're, you're worried about it. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I, this would have hit different if I was. 26 but you know at the time i was like i was 35 36 so you know now you start thinking about <laughs> it does seem it does seem dude. crazy we're not we're, i don't think that that's old or anything like that but it does seem when you start to think about it it's yeah. like i'm 35 36 pondering ecstasy before a night out yeah because that would never have fucking occurred to me i remember i was i went to this this uh concert i guess it was more of a festival called demf detroit oh. electronic music festival or yeah demf is it one of those things where girls are just like naked? Uh, yeah, okay. kind of. It, it wasn't super scandalous, but it's it's along those same lines. Cool. So I'm like watching fucking like Skrillex or something. This is the only cool thing Detroit had to offer annually. Uh, and there was this guy whom I didn't know. He may have been a friend with the guy I was there with, and he just like had this bag of shit. And he's like, "You want one?" And I just fucking stuck my hand in this stranger's bag, pulled out some sort of pill or capsule, and just stuck it in the fuck in my fucking what mouth. What the bro. hell? And I was just like, Oh, in Detroit? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, in Detroit. I just he's like, You want one? I'm like, Fuck yeah! I just pull it out, stick it in my mouth, swallow it, whatever. And I didn't even know what the fuck I took. I didn't know this man from Adam. And and I am like, I'm constantly washing my hands. I was still OCD back then. But that was like, for some reason, I was like, fuck it. I'm young. I just want to be fucking crazy and party. Now. That's a low point. It, right? And yeah. then now I'm in this situation, you know, fast forward almost 10 years. And I'm looking at this fucking bag of shit. And I'm going, not worth it. I can't. I can't do it. So my friend is looking at me. And he's like, freaked out about it. I go, yeah. I was like, I don't know. What if it has fentanyl? Like... I don't have any testing strips. And, <laughs> I swear to God, I'm do, like, do I should have brought... to test your drugs. Now? Yeah, yeah, they have fentanyl, and, and fentanyl is really the only thing I'm worried about because I feel like that's the only thing that can like pretty much kill you immediately, and that's the trend of what is in th- in like cocaine, especially or heroin or whatever, where you think you're taking something else and it's cut with fentanyl, and then you, you OD and you die. Right. So. I'm looking at this and I'm like, I, I can't. Like, I can't of good mind, body, and soul respect myself if I just take this without ha- having tested it or anything. So he's looking at me and he's like, you want me to be your fentanyl testing strip? And I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. So he just fucking took a bunch of that shit and I just waited 45 minutes and he just looked at me with, you know, his pupils dilated to the moon and he was like, it's good. And I'm like, all right, sweet. And then I took some. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, he was willing yeah. to die for you, so yeah, you have a good, yeah. good time. Yeah, well, he wanted it too, but he could see that I was a little bit concerned just what? because I I like playing worst case scenario. Now. What is the point of putting like what I still don't get? Like, what's the point of putting fentanyl in someone's ecstasy? Like, I don't get it. I don't fucking get it because they're like, oh, it's cheaper, and this. I'm like, yeah, but that person can't buy more from you if they're dead, right? 
I don't understand why they're trying to kill their clientele. I just, I don't really quite understand it. Can you have a certain amount of fentanyl and not die? I mean, yeah, there's medical uses for fentanyl, okay. and pain and stuff. If it's Sorry, administered just, in a I'm, like a, a lot of women, if they're going through like child labor, I've heard or administered fentanyl or for okay. pain, maybe after a surgery or something like that. It just I just have been so confused as to why people would you know put that on there just for no reason whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's being done and and not manufactured. It's from China, but then the people and the cartels like to add it to the shit that they got so that they can make more of a profit we can't off make... of their, their shit. Let's just say it's cocaine, so they can sell, you know, make the one kilos into two kilos with the same amount of cocaina. But then, like we said before, why the fuck would you want people to die? Because once they're dead, they can't buy more. So it just seems to be, you know, an odd way of doing business. Are you telling me that we cannot fucking grow grow cocaine anywhere in the United States? I mean, There's like, can be. we do it in terms of, I'm like, will like, the ground grow it? Yes. Well, I'm saying if there are so many, if the illegal aliens and whoever else is sneaking mm-hmm. into our country are, you know, trying to kill us all with these drugs, yeah. let's make the drugs ourselves right here in the U.S. of A, baby. It's a lot of arguments libertarians are talking about, mostly because it's like, listen, it's your fucking body, my body, my choice. You should be able to do whatever the fuck you want. And also, by legalizing it in the States or even growing it here, you would absolutely obliterate the black market for it, and so there'd be no need for smugglers and, and yeah, people I like mean, that. Let's Drug be, trafficking. I mean, let's, I, listen, I don't, I don't do cocaine. I've never done it at all. But, oh, it's the best! But people are going to never stop doing cocaine, so why don't you go get a fucking field and wherever, you know, it grows best and, you know, let it go, and then, you know, we can dispense it however we feel like, but that way we don't have anybody murdering the cartels and all that shit. Clears it all up. I agree. Thank you. I completely agree. I'm running on that platform. I'm voting for you. Bernie Sanders Kushner. (laughs) Perfect. Is he for the legalization of cocaine? Probably. (laughs) He should be. That was great, though. That was a lot of fun. He waxed it to AOC. He would. Fucking old bag of bones. <laughs> what is he, like 104? He's still handsome. <laughs> <laughs> sure, why not? All right, guys, thank you. Goodbye. <laughs>